0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: I'm Frank There's
2: This class, Klaus
1: Lundigram. I'm Matt Letitia. Dean Hammond here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letitier!
0: In that number with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt84. Follow the show at number podcasts on Twitter, in that number podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered to send us an email to in that number podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go.
1: Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. This is episode 186. Today, we have another tough loss to chat about. The humbling 4-1 home defeat to Champions Man City. After holding them off for a solid 45 minutes, the floodgates opened up and the cream rose to the top. An expected loss, but uh, it still doesn't make it any easier to view and, uh, and to talk about. Uh, but joining me this week, we have the team back. We have the Moscow Mish Kevin Milverton and Tim Bizant. Welcome, guys. We'll also check in with next week's visit of Crystal Palace. Uh, but before I bring in the boys, I would like to wish everyone a happy Easter. And I trust you won't allow our situation to ruin your weekend. Uh, and a reminder quickly that if you're enjoying the show, please consider showing your support by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. God knows we could all enjoy a swift pint after that game and actually the season. OK, the Moscow Mesh, Kevin Milverton. Welcome back, firstly. Um, and another disappointing loss. Another one we have to take on the chin and put behind us. And like I said last week, Kevin, one match at a time. Palace next. Uh, yeah, let's not forget the City are one of the best teams in the world. And, you know, we are nowhere near that level, especially as they're chasing another title and they need to be at their best. But, yeah, a difficult loss still. Yeah, I mean, you talk about
0: taking one on the chin, but, I mean, this season we've had to take more on the chin than a Bukaki porn star.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, I've caught off guard with that one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, but I'm not talking about the rest of the season. I'm just talking about this game uh, for now. But, I mean, as I say, it was expected, wasn't it? And then you, you get those fans that are complaining now that we've just got beat by one of the best teams in the world, and... I just want to say to them, well, what what did you expect really? Did you did you really think that we were going to uh, give them a, a decent game? I mean, we did for 45 minutes,
0: but you know the game isn't played over 45 <laughs> minutes as, as we were well know. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, that, that, that first half as impressive as it was, and yeah, I mean, limiting uh, City quite substantially. Um, but just, yeah, to concede that goal before just before the first <laughs> half time was so so disappointing. It could have been very different. It could have been. Um, a 3 1 loss, which I'd have been quite happy with uh, yeah. because of my prediction. But yeah, I think the result, it was inevitable, really, wasn't it? That we we're going to fall to the sword against a, a team like City, even if we are at home, especially if we're at home, I
1: suppose. Especially, yeah. yeah home form, certainly worse than away form. Um, yeah, and Tim, 4 1 loss, as we know. Uh, Erling Haaland at the double, Jack Grealish, and a penalty from uh, Julian Alvarez. A rare goal from Saints, though, Tim. So, I mean, you know, a little bit of a, a silver lining, I suppose. It's Seikumara with another one. From, from open play as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, and as much as you want to say thank you to Sekou for hitting that in the goal, uh, that was all Gineppo. Uh 95% of that was just him dribbling back and forth, left and right, looking like prime Messi in that span of 10 seconds there. So... Um, that was beautiful and please go watch that back and see and hope that it might be valuable for him to be involved in their team next year
1: <laughs> next week as well i think well i'm hoping anyway i think he he's done everything right there uh you know he come on limited time against a team that we were already 3-0 down to and um he's produced something like that he's got to be in the thoughts of um of say us for crystal palace next week we'll get to that in a bit but um first Not a lot of ITN news to go through, but what we have got, uh, we we should go over now.
0: This is ITN in that number news.
1: Okay, Kev, yeah, not a lot of news to go over, but there was something that uh, caught my eye in the week, um, reading the Daily Echo from Alfie House. Um, It was a James Ward Prowse. He's spoken out about our set piece woes. Um, and after that West Ham game, that was our 13th goal we have conceded from set pieces. Um, and he admitted there's a lack of consistency in the coaching of these set pieces. And that could have affected the team, um, but insisted it shouldn't be an excuse. But he said, we've had a series of uh, coaching changes. This campaign with set pieces also affected because we had Dave Watson. He was one of the three coaches that was sacked in the summer. Um, Alex Clapham yeah. was hired from Notts County to lead on those set pieces. Um, and then he decided to leave it in September um, Sayers took over before Nathan Jones bought his own staff, uh, when Ralph was replaced, obviously. Now the responsibility has shifted among like a new set of people, including a goalkeeping coach, Andrew Sparks, as well. So um, one thing that has oh, been consistent, Kev, is that we failed on every single one of them.
0: Consistently inconsistent, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's disastrous really when you've got a goalkeeping coach who um, we've uh, mentioned m- multiple times before and never in a good light. Uh, that he's in charge of uh, uh, taking set pieces. I'm not surprised that that uh, Prowse has come out and said what he did. He said that there's been a lot of changes this year with the set piece setups and yeah, the three or four different ways of doing it. So that must coincide with the three or four different uh, people who've been leading the set piece uh, in training. So, yeah, he said consistency is needed for us to be strong at something. Um, yeah, I mean, how about, not having three managers in one season, that's that's quite a good way of getting consistency, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's just more its more coaches as well that we've had than managers. And, you know, if, if one of them comes in and implements something, so this is how we're going to deal with these set pieces, you try and get used to it. It's personnel that changes as well, isn't it? Because every time you get a new, per- new person coming back in, like Jan Badnarik's come back in as well. You've had Salisu in and out of the team. You've had uh, Bella Koch up in and out of the team everybody else at the back then Well, not just not just the defenders everybody else needs to be defending these set pieces and with the change of players the change of coaches it's it's just going wrong all the time yeah absolutely tim and i just want to go on to uh, the, the game a little bit in, in terms of injuries and we've had no Chay adams no mohammed salisu Uh, for that City game we knew this beforehand but um, you know they returned from Scotland and Ghana with with knocks is this all it is Tim is it just a knock for them or is it is this something more concerning here
2: Uh, it's not something that's too concerning at the moment but uh, too concerning is we don't have too much time so if this was earlier in the season I wouldn't be concerned about long term whereas right now we need all the help that we can get and Che seems like our best striker option at the moment. And when we're considering Salisu, who's been uh, very, very well good for us in many games in the past couple of years, uh, we need to get him back. And we need him back quickly because I would like to have them in the team to make a difference and hopefully push for the last few runs. Uh, in the games for whatever hope that we currently have
1: as, as we don't have a lot of news to go through today i want to discuss sport republic with both of you for a bit um i'll start with you kev because i mean you brought this up last week that if we do go down which is very likely now i mean you can get you know one to seven favorites by most bookies um and if you look back at the season on the whole it's been just bad decision after bad decision um and it's cost the club and you can start with the summer window and, and, the, and the transfer policy, that the, the sacking of Ralph, which I don't think was wrong at the time, but the appointment of Jones, I do. Um, the, we, then we yeah. offered uh, the wrong contract to Jesse Marsh, um, that was wrong. The decision to stick with Seayes, who, on reflection, is just Ralph 2.0, uh, but with worse team selections and it's just negative defensive game plan. Uh, the, the January window was good, but not utilising these players. Or, you know, we've spent the money on. And it,
0: I don't I c- think it was good.
1: Well, I don't think it was good. I do. I just don't think that they're 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 utilising them as much. The January window, yeah, I do, I think it was good. But a culmination of just terrible decisions, and this is where we find ourselves. And i I think it's easy to look back now, and say, I'd prefer I would have preferred Ralph to stay. If I'd have known that that you know that James was going to be so bad that Sayas was just going to be out of his depth a little bit, then sure I would have stuck with Ralph because we're better off with him, and he was already integrated. Yeah. I've got consistency. Um, exactly. I mean, if you think we could get somebody better, but that hasn't happened. I mean, for you, Kev, you, you just mentioned the, the, the January window wasn't, wasn't good for you. But what, what's the biggest reason that Sport Republic have failed this season?
0: I've said it, last, I said it last week. I've said it multiple times throughout the season, right from the beginning, that it's a risky, risky uh, transfer strategy to try and uh, pick up bargains that you think you can sell on for uh, a profit uh, if they're not proven talent, then uh, there's a reason that they're that price. And that rather than bringing in 16, and you can count them if you want, but that we did make 16 signings we've made this season, and uh, none of them have made uh, a super impact barring uh, Romeo Lavia. Now, if you just halve that and say we bring in eight players throughout the season, that's still a shitload of signings. And we could have paid double the price for each of uh, the signings that we brought in. And we could have brought in a couple of young, exciting talents. We could have brought in a proven goal scorer. Um, we could have even brought in a proven manager like other teams around us have. And the season would have been much more successful than what we've got, which is just uh, a pile of mediocre dross that we're going to have to try and uh, fire sale at the end of the season when we start preparing for the championship.
1: OK, I'm going to argue this fact with you, though, Kev, because at the time when we signed arebo you were it's excited about it. It's not a fact, it.
0: It. It's an opinion.
1: OK, no, but the, uh, the, you, you, were, you were OK with arebo You could say that he was proven. OK, it was in the, was um, in, in the Scottish. And, yeah, he uh, was a bargain. And it was a bargain. Um, yeah. you, could, you could also argue that Orsic is a proven player. He's played in a World Cup.
0: But I mean, so is was
1: the only beat. OK, but he's played for a decent uh, World Cup side. And Probably not bad. No, they're not bad, but they're not going to get to a World Cup final, are they? Let's face it. He, he did. And, yeah, he, I, I, some might say he is proven. That's why I said that he wasn't, he, that some of these players aren't being utilised correctly, and I don't think he was. And you, you, you kind of missed out Alcaraz there, because I think Alcaraz has been one of the players of the season this year. I think he was a good buy.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, even if you pick, just say, like let's say a quarter of them, so you pick four that have done something this season, all right, Lavia, Alcarez. Besunu. Who else? Bob oh, Besunu. Christ, it would have been better with McCarthy in goal of season, I swear.
1: Yeah, probably. But I mean, but Onuachu and Solano. I mean, I don't think you spend Again, a lot. You spend a lot of money on Onuachu, and he hasn't been playing. You say he's done fuck all, but he hasn't been so, playing. And surely that yeah, goes down to the manager.
0: Um, but yeah, the, we've had three different managers this season, and the transfer policy has been identical. So hmm. that tells me that it's not the manager that's having the final say. Well, he has the final say, but it's not the manager's idea who they're going to scout and uh, who they're going to track and who they're going to try and make offers for. He's just, pick, he's just picking off a menu that's being printed by Sport Republic.
1: Sure, I get that, but he's also not playing those players that he's got the option to play. Because there's
0: so many of them. 16 players, right, this season. 16 is absolutely ridiculous.
1: But on the whole, as in a, as in a striker, someone that can score goals... Yeah,
0: even, I mean, Theo's not, a, not a striker. For, he's not a striker. We were playing yesterday fra- practically without a striker with our starting set-up. We've been
1: playing all six season without a striker. <laughs> Tim, well, um, we've
0: been playing without a, a proven striker. But Shea Adams, I mean, it says a lot that when um, Adams is missing, you look at the team and think, well, there's no goals in that team at all.
2: No.
1: Well, Amara scored yesterday. indictment. Yeah, no, I I I, I I, off I agree. The bench, yeah, off the bench, off the bench, yeah, I agree. Tim, do you do you do you agree with 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 Kev's assessment there that the main problem has been the the transfer policy, or was it? I mean, managers appointments, they've got to be worse than the the, the transfer strategy, surely?
2: Oh yeah, this is uh, it's not about the it's not about the players. It is literally hiring Nathan Jones, and that <laughs> has been our downfall. So I believe with Ralph, we but would have Tim, had. Tim, Diego.
0: D- d- just to jump in, uh, you, you say
2: it's the appointment of
0: Nathan Jones. He was in charge for eight matches, and we weren't particularly brilliant before or after his appointment.
1: No, that's uh, why Ralph. Before went.
0: his appointment or after his, yeah, we, we weren't good before his uh, appointment uh, under Ralph, and we weren't good and we haven't been good since um, Jones has gone and says has come in. So I, I don't know. Like I, it's a bit of both, obviously. But I'm going, I'm going I'm to personally square the blame at Sport Republic.
2: Yeah, and that's—I mean—that's the ultimately who gets the gets the blame in Sports Republic. But I believe that if we had Ralph currently in, we would be fighting in a better sense uh, in that you know 16th or 17th spot at the moment. So with the firing of Ralph and then bringing somebody in, it was the ultimate send off to put us into 20th and where we're at. I think that it his appointment was the ultimate downfall and saw that after his less than quality uh as a manager is what set us into the into the framework that it wasn't it we couldn't come back from it kev
1: kev sorry tim sorry to jump in again but kev if we did keep ralph in and the same he had the same January window that we did get Do, are we 20th in the league? We won't be
0: 20th in the league, not under Ralph, I think Ralph could have squeezed a few decent performances out of the team where, say, I saw Jones have, and, Uh whether we'd still be in the relocation zone is well, I mean, it's one for the gods, isn't it, really when you start talking hypothetically like that I would have kept, I'm still on that Ralph Express, Ray, I haven't got off it yet I'm, I've, you know taken on the bed linen and, and gone to the, the sleeping uh, compartment on that ralph express Uh, and i'm just waiting there who knows maybe he'll
1: come back i i i i mean i I wanted ralph i didn't say i wanted ralph to go but i think it was time for for him to go i think the club wasn't getting any better it was just getting worse but hindsight is a wonderful thing isn't it looking back at it i can say i mean had known if i'd have known that jones and sayers had come in afterwards i would have said what's the point what's the point of sacking ralph Mm when you're going to get those players in. If you were going to get someone like...
0: Were <laughs> you going to get a manager in who we've already got anyway?
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, what I'm saying is, if we had a gone for <laughs> someone like Sean Dyche, if we had a gone for someone like Jesse Marsh, yeah. if we had a gone for someone like Lockett yeah. then I would have been much, yeah. much more happier be than to let... Be out, yeah, yeah. I'd have been happier to let Ralph go then. But now looking back at it and yeah. saying that we had Jones and Sayers coming in, what is the point? We're not doing anything different. And as I said I'm, in the question, like... this. Sayers is just a, a Ralph 2.0, but he just doesn't have the same. It's to like him. for
0: like, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, and the Jones, well, we, like Tim said, the Jones thing. Yeah. The
0: other Jones things are just just a joke from start to finish, but yeah, it's not it's not like for like, it's like for shite, <laughs> and then shite for like.
1: Yeah, and Tim, I, sorry, I'm,
0: well, I, not not shite, best manager in Europe.
1: But yeah, he is, of course, you know, self-proclaims best manager in Europe. But Tim, you yes. said you said at the time when um when Sayers took over um after. Uh, Jones for that game just before he got given the um, the job for the rest of the season that you said you would stick with Sayers for the rest of the season. And I said, well, no, because there's still time for us to survive, get a decent manager in now. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I was totally, you know, in bed with Jesse Marsh, but had he, I mean, so, <laughs> somebody that come in that, that has, has been proven in that Premier League would have been a better option than Sayers. Do you still stick with your original statement?
2: I don't think anybody could have saved us. So the reason I I said that is uh, two items. One was I believe that he uh, would have been able to get us back into that approximate point per game level. And I think if Ralph were here today, um, we would have around 28 to 33 points, which would be putting us anywhere between um, 17th and 12th. So I think there would have been chances that he would have squeezed out a couple more wins. And so if that would be 29 points um, and then maybe another goal or and then maybe a couple more draws, it could have been the difference. And then the second bet was um, for consistency, Uh, using a good using example of Bournemouth with Gary O'Neill. They are currently sitting at that point per game threshold and helped out um, beyond with what Scott Parker was doing at the beginning of the season and got them back into a foundation of a little bit better a little bit better where he cleaned up parker's mess but didn't necessarily improve on them to get you know bring him to the next level so i stuck with say yes because i believe he could have got us back to where the level of ralph could have been but it was too much for him to clean up And too far along, whereas they did Gary O'Neill after Parker lost to the 9-0 earlier in the season to Liverpool. Yeah. So that's what allowed them to be, to get to where they're at. Um, So if we stuck with Sayas at, you know, when Ralph was canned... I think we probably would be like around 26 to 20, to 30 points, but I think Ralph would have had a little bit more tactical sense and kept us up mm, um, in that 20 like that 28 to 32. Um but I was just hoping that he could have gotten us you know just cleaned up cleaned up the mess. Yeah. yeah As I said, hindsight, mess. wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah. So is. It's that I that's why I, I think the Jones the Jones play is is what is the killer of in, in all of this
1: yeah and players obviously didn't like him they, you know they, they he lost the dressing room early apparently uh, I don't want to speculate too much but it seemed like that was the case it doesn't help does it that you know uh, West Ham keep winning now Bournemouth, you know they're picking up wins and it's just everyone's picking up wins at this crucial time except for us and but, Kev, there's still time. There is still time to do this. We just need to... There, there are some crucial games coming up still. But again, I don't want to go one game... I mean, I, I don't want to look at it in the hole and say, yeah, we can get a point against Berlin. We can get three against Crystal Palace. Let, let's let's upset Arsenal. I don't want to do that because I, I keep on doing it. So I just want to focus on Crystal Palace. Let's beat Crystal Palace and go from there.
0: Yeah, each of... I mean, I said, I earmarked before uh, this, this run at the end of the season. But we've got four six-pointers and each sandwich yeah. between some of the top six sides. Uh, we've already got one down and we've taken nothing from that game against West Ham. Um, the next one up is Crystal Palace. And if we don't beat, beat Crystal Palace, we are relegated, in my opinion.
1: Oh, Jesus. It's come to that,
0: is has it? it yeah. I, it's come to that. We need to take all nine points from Palace, Bournemouth and Forest.
1: And you still need to get something against Fulham as well, I think. uh, Preferably,
0: yeah. But those nine points, if if luck is on our side, those nine points might be enough to keep keep us in the league. But you've got to start with, I mean, we're we're getting cut adrift now. You know, three points would have taken us before at certain points of the season and would have taken us halfway up the table. Now we'll still be in the relegation zone. There's a lot of work to be done.
1: Yep, agreed. Um, Right. Lone Watch. Let's, let's talk about uh, Kazima Legby a little bit. at uh, Harrogate Town. Uh, they drew 2-2 at home to AFC Wimbledon. Um, and, and yeah, Har- Harrogate found themselves t- down two after an hour, but they scored in the 89th minute and then they equalised in the 8th minute of added time. Uh, got a very, very late point there, but Legby grabbed the assist for Harrogate's first goal. So yeah, played the 90 minutes and got an assist and you know earned that point for, for Harrogate. So that's good. And the other one I want to talk about is Nathan Teller. Of course, we all know what happened on Friday night. I'm an assist in Burnley's 2-1 win at Borough. Uh, Burnley promoted straight back to the Premier League. And, and the whole season, Nathan Teller's been excellent and it's been a huge part of their success. And his <laughs> his uh, reward for having such a good season is he gets to play another season in the Championship. So hopefully not.
0: Unless he needs on a permit to uh, Burnley, then he'll be playing the Premier League.
1: Yep. That's true. Uh, and I think, Tim, you've said that you, you reckon that that's going to happen. I don't know. I'm not so sure. I think Saints will. Well, he, he's proven in the championship now, has not he? So let, let's uh, let's give him another go at that. Uh, yeah. The B team. No games this week, uh, but they play Stoke next. Um, they're on the verge, actually, of clinching uh, guaranteed playoffs for the Premier League Two Division two. And uh, they're just one point needed from the two remaining fixtures. And they currently sit second. Um, and a win in the next match, of all, but guarantee that, you know, a, a home tie and a four team playoff, uh, which is going to be played in May. Uh, as I say, they, they, they host Stoke Snow Stadium in their penultimate fixture on Friday the 14th. Uh, and then they visit Norwich the following weekend uh, to end the campaign. So best of luck to them. Um, women uh, played last week against Birmingham City. Uh, a 2-1 loss, another loss for them. Ella Pusey with the goal for Saints. That was a penalty. That's one point from the last five, and that's seen him drop to sixth in the table. So, yeah, shocking form, just like the men, really. Uh, and they next play London City Lionesses, and that's at home on Sunday the 16th, and that's a two o'clock kickoff. Uh, and the under-18s, I'm sure you've, you've you heard, they were played their FA Youth Cup semi-final at the London Stadium against West Ham. Um, yeah, heartbreak. They lost 6-1. A uh, difficult one to take, but uh, Don Ballard with the only Saints goal. Um, and their next match is Wednesday, Wednesday midweek, uh, Wednesday the 12th against Spurs, and that's away. Right, uh, guys, <laughs> Man City, Saturday the 8th. Uh, yeah, no Adams, no Salisu, um, and ABK was a doubt, but, you know, we did see him slot back in with Bednarik. And Kev Sayers made four changes from that woeful display at West Ham last week. Uh, Belakotchak obviously being one of them. Maitland-Niles in for Perro uh, Alcaraz and Sulemana in. You, I mean, I was quite happy with that. Were you happy with that selection? Uh, no. Okay, why not?
0: Because I looked at that selection and I said it on our Discord. So, that, well, that's us relegated then. <laughs> if that's the best we can put up against Man City playing 4-3-3 with no striking options, it's just fucking weird.
1: What would you have done different?
0: at least stuck Mara up top.
1: You would have started with Mara.
0: Yeah, started with Mara. Why not or with Onoachu? Wow. Okay. And have um... a striker and have just an option for the whoever's on the flanks to play up top. Of them so it be that Sidimana, Walker, Armstrong, yeah, whoever, <laughs> Orsic. whatever happened to him. But yeah, then yeah, then play play you know Alcaraz, Lavia, would perhaps play them behind. But it's just who was our striker in that initial formation?
1: I saw it as Walcott. Well, the thing is, I, when um when well, I saw well, it, when I saw it on Sky, Tim, I'll bring you in on this conversation as well. I saw it as a well, Sky saw it as a four-two-three-one. Um, the defence obviously picks it, picks itself. The only question mark was where um who was going to play left back, and it obviously it was it was it was uh. Walker-Peters because he's played there before. Uh, Jake James, ward Prowse, and Lavia, they pick themselves as well, you know, where they're going. Um, and then they had it as Suleimana on the left, Elianusi on the right, Alcaraz sitting behind the lone man of Theo in a 4-2-3-1. But then on match of the day, the BBC had it as a 4-3-3, three, three, which is like what I think you just said, Kev. Um, you have three in yeah. the middle with uh, Prowse, Lavia and Elianusi, and then they had Walcott, Suleimana and Alcaraz taken a more advanced role, but which, how did you see it, Tim?
2: I saw it as a mix and mash of whoever could be up top would be up top, and whoever would be in the, on the wing would be in the wing, and I think it would be uh, kind of a n- no-solidified formation of who is supposed to be where. Because if we knew Adams is uh, Adams is playing, we knew he would have been up top. We, we knew Tall mm. Paul was up there, or we knew Morrow was going to be, but we didn't. And hope, so I snort. think <laughs> I think that y- y- you didn't have a striker. Basically, it was like a at the in Now, if you consider what you would have as a striker. Yeah, I think Sulawana was probably the highest person up the pitch. And I have to take a look at the heat map. But that's not necessarily what he plays. He's not the he's not that number nine. He's a he can drift off and be on the wing or he can be he can sit back a little bit. So. Um, cut has played all around the pitch. I mean, it's just, it's a little bit of everything. And I didn't, I didn't find that there was really one true formation that set what it was supposed to be. So to me, I think that was also the the setup that says, whoever can make the runs go for it.
1: Yeah. And that, 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 me was, was that was the plan. And I, I wasn't Yeah, that was. And I think Sulamano was the one that was going to break, and we saw that as well. And I think Alcaraz was gonna want gonna be the one that was gonna make those runs if we actually had the ball. Um and we saw him try to make those runs. But yeah, Kev, we were also hopeful that Haaland wouldn't make the team, but he did, of course, because he he missed their game against Liverpool last week. Of
0: course he fucking did.
1: <laughs> they still won four one, but yeah, included yesterday. And we didn't do worse than Liverpool, so is that a positive?
0: <laughs> if you insist on it, yeah.
1: <laughs> why not um but yeah as i mentioned at the top as you did as well good 45 minutes um and you, you could see that city were, were they were looking quite frustrated about They not not panicking but also nothing was working for them really and, and we looked to be doing a handy job and it looked quite comfortable actually at one point and it actually did i was thinking at one point how sad is this that we could actually grab a point here uh, and it seems crazy when you see the full-time score You're mad. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I thought, that they're not really doing anything, and Grealish was, well, Grealish was down my side on that first half, and he looked animated when the run mm. didn't come off, or um, Saints closed out, and they won the won the ball back. Pep, too, as well. I know he's quite busy on the sidelines all the time, anyways, and he never seems to stop, but he did, and he looked a little bit animated, or more so. Well, maybe that was just me, but, Tim, I don't know. Once the first went in, you sensed sense that, you know, the heads dropped, and you felt like it could be any number, and, um, but... I don't know. I think City, they could have had more than four, really, towards the end, and I felt that they weren't interested after that penalty and then tried to save some energy, because let's not forget, they got a Champions League quarterfinal in the week, so, you know.
2: Yeah, so they, they took their time trying to figure us out, and so they basically were trying to find the spaces and find the breakdowns of where they could break through. And we saw that with the first goal, That they just found that right position, and it it took a play of fantastic, uh, a fantastic cross from De Bruyne, and Holland being able to slip through, utilizing his physical prowess and um, beating us to the punch. So, you know, looking at that, what can you do? Well, you could probably. I mean, Maitland-Niles could have closed down a little bit more, and you could have also had other. Um, you know, a closer proximity or a man mark on ABK, but he split the two and he just made that quick run that allowed for, uh, you know, allowed for the first goal.
1: Yeah. Okay. We're 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 going to those into those goals as well, Kev. Because um, Tim, just what I was saying there is like he was saying that Maitland-Niles probably could have closed down De Bruyne. I felt the same thing, Tim, when I watched it. Uh, when I watched the replay of the game. Maybe he could have done, but I don't really want to signal him out too much because I, I don't. It's not as if he stood still because he did run to him, but I just think because Grealish gave him the ball, it was quite quick. And De Bruyne does what he does best; he puts the ball on on, on a plate, really, doesn't he? For um, for Haaland. Um, how many times are we going to say that this season? You know, a Haaland goal from a De Bruyne uh, assist. And just Kev, just such a bad time to lose a goal there.
0: Of course, there are you know there are bad times and good times to lose a goal. Like um. Uh, but yeah just going straight in the half time is not yeah it's going to be a, a killer punch isn't it so that any confidence that they had
1: and we didn't really uh, deserve going
0: into before. the dressing room. Um, no no I think we we held them quite well we limited um, Haaland we limited uh, Grealish and um, you know throughout the whole match even uh, Haaland didn't actually have that much to do it's just no. that he's just so as you like to say clinical but, um, the chances that he does have he puts them away. Um, guess how many touches Harland had throughout that whole match.
1: You don't know. Sixteen. Tim. Uh, Twenty-two. He had twelve. Wow. Yikes. Yeah, there you go. And he and he put the ball in the back of the net twice.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, one from a absolutely spectacular bicycle kick. <laughs> so uh, you say spectacular, do but, measures, but
1: I want to get to that in a second. But before we talk about okay. that. Um, the, the the second goal, the Grealish one, Tim. Um, it was a rebound because you know this this to me is City at their best, and it doesn't really matter who who they were playing. They're always going to score from a situation like this. They're on the they're on the counter. So many decent players that can move the ball so quickly. They move through the gears better than anyone. A um, little bit of a question of our side, but VAR check says no. That, that by the way that that took no time at all, didn't it, to to check that, which is what it should have done really. Um, Bazzunu saved well. But it went straight back to Grealish, Tim, and he put the rebound in, and yeah, from there it's just game over, really, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it's a great play. Um, I mean, Grealish rolled through and did the follow-up, which was what necessary. Um, you could potentially argue that Bazunu should have parried it at least mm. wider, um, but it was such a quick snapshot that he doing a great job and being able to get down to the ground. Um, unfortunately, it just happened to put right at his feet. Whereas if it was, you know, an angle that could have been just a an inch, an inch or two off on where his arm angle was when he saved it, could have gone straight into um, Maitland-Niles, who would have cleared it. Uh, so, both great, good play on Bazunu, but overall it ended where he couldn't get back up and save the second shot and. Uh, Jamie Tart scored his goal in front of our uh, <laughs> in front of his fans.
1: Kev, uh, I'm going to talk to you about the third one because you you know you you brought it up and the, the overhead kick again from Haaland. Um, I I just think Bazunu made that look better than what it was because it comes off his shin. He didn't connect with it properly. But it was right in the middle of the goal. Buzunu should have saved that. He should be saving that. And what the hell was up doing when he when he lost lost him there?
0: Uh, these are all very good questions, but um, first of all. I want to say, uh, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, I mean, if we haven't mentioned him already, we need to mention him again and again and again. He was just absolutely outstanding.
1: Can uh, I remind you, I this know, is a
0: he's Man City Absolute <laughs> magi- magician. Maybe we need to start <laughs> to diversify, mate. Because if we get relegated, people are going to we're not going to have a chance to watch all of the, for me and Tim, aren't. Anyway, you'll be down there at St. Mary's half the time. Uh, and the other half time, well, you have to become an away supporter now if you want to watch watch uh, the football because it's not going to be on telly anymore. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe we just diversify, and um, I can just talk about how brilliant Kevin De Bruyne is. Um, good point. Uh, the weighted cross for the, the for the first Haaland goal, the header, um, sublime, and then th- that ball that we you, know, you just talked about, Grealish, um, putting away at the near post. Again, how he just managed to slice open our defence with one book. And I know it happens all the time, every week, but just the way it happens. And here, that, that cross that he chips in, Grealish lifts the ball and uh, for Haaland to bicycle kick it in, it all just happens just so beautifully. I just think, I, mean, I don't know about you, Ray, but I mean, you're, you're probably quite, were these coming down your end for
1: the second half? Of course they bloody weren't. <laughs> No, city no. city was shooting no, no, city, city you're, was you're shooting the into end. the chapel the first end. So yeah, the uh, all all the goals happened at the other end, like they always do.
0: So you only saw one goal basically.
1: I saw the Haaland header, yeah, and then the rest of it went uh was down the other end. And from what from my angle, oh. I I thought the Grealish one. I thought, oh, Bazzoni made a blinded save there. And then yeah, <laughs> when I watched it back, I I agree with Tim. He probably could have pushed that in 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 a in a better space. But yeah, the the overhead kick, yeah. Right, and the Marigol right. you saw as well. I did see the Marigol, of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, those three, uh, those three goals. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I was there. I'd be just, I'd be just clap, clapping and going, "You know, fair play." You know.
1: <laughs> no, I wasn't. I just had my head, just, on, head on
0: my. I mean, by by the time it gets to 2-0 and you see something like that happen, you just got to stand back and say, "Yeah, we're just not the better team." <laughs> we're yeah, here but... to watch them entertain it, and you know we're being I'm entertained, like? just I... not by not by our team.
1: That's true, but you know what I'm like. I, I I get wound up by the away fans, and when you hear them such singing songs about like, oh, you're just a shit town Uh, It just doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. I just want to shout that back to them. But I don't. And then they're like, oh, Erlen Haaland, he scored more than you. I was like, yeah, but you could say that about any fucking team in the Premier League, really, can't you? (laughs) So don't don't point this Uh, at us. So when they do score a decent goal like that, you don't really want to give them any credit because they're fans of wankers. So yeah, I just
0: shit poundland scousers. <laughs> They're just shit poundland scousers.
1: So Kumara scores, right? Game on. <laughs> uh, magic. Yeah,
0: I love the way he just he, he bounds into the net to grab the ball out, as if like, yes, come on, we yeah. can get back in
1: this. You what? never ne- well, know. What else can he do? I mean, come on, magic from the subs. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you mentioned it as well, Gineppo. The assist was the best thing from the game, really, wasn't it? From our point of view, if you don't if you don't want to be sucking off Man City like ever's, um, and and, and Mari, you know, yeah, <laughs> second goal of the season against City as well, um, and that was a good finish. So, like I said, that was the best thing, and we did have something to cheer about. and It was a home goal, so and, and it was from open did play. Ginefo, so.
0: Did Gineppo assist the other Mara goal as well
2: in the cup?
1: No, he scored the other one, didn't he? No, he didn't.
2: Oh, right. Mm. It was Lianko. Yes. uh Crossing it into Mara, and then Gineppo was able to have that 35-yard where Ortega was off his line.
1: How do you do that, Tim? Because this season has just been a blur. All the games are merging into one, and I can't remember any of it. Because it's just loss well, after loss after loss. It's,
2: e- <laughs> it's easy because you remember the win, but you don't remember all the losses. So I remember the, time it being that the best well, bit you... of Nathan
1: Jones. That was it. That was the only thing that he did. So maybe, yeah, might, uh, like Kev said last week, we should have brought him in for just that one game. But yeah, like I said, Sakumara, the goal it was magic from uh, from Gineppo, really.
2: I really wish I could be like Kevlake right now because if we were at 35, 36, 37, 38 points where we're kind of comfortably sitting in mid-table, then I'd be able to sit here and say, yeah, this is great. Let's uh let's talk about how Manchester City was great and Holland is a beast and being able to see him in person is something fan, you know, uh, just a just a sight to see. Yeah, the last right time I'm seeing- ever
1: going to see him by the way.
2: <laughs> well now we're now we're now we're in 20th and we're basically destined to go down that's the only reason
1: i went to him the only reason i went is because i want to say goodbye to pep that was it that's the only time i'm gonna see him again unless we hey you,
2: we could have an fa cup hope we could <laughs> yeah, the yeah. FA cup. <laughs> I care about cup too it, that, that's perfectly plausible uh, less than likely um but <laughs> plausible so uh, yeah, I mean, just an individual skill set in play that's fantastic. And looking at it, we, you know, that's just not something that we've seen throughout the entire year is having individual sets of brilliances. And I just want to congratulate Gineppo on how well he did there.
1: Yep. It was excellent. If it was only a little, little bit as well. Um, Kev, game off again. Alvarez, penalty. Uh, Kyle Walker Peters takes out De Bruyne. No complaints. And the penalty straight down the middle.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a shame, really, because uh, my prediction was about to come true there. But, yes, Yanni B and um walker they managed to double-team uh, Kevin De Bruyne. And uh, the lunge from, from KWP was just uh, just a bit too much, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> That's what you get. Desperation, yeah. <laughs> really. Alvarez uh, for the sub I on. I don't know much about him. I haven't seen much of him because he's um, quite new, isn't he? Today? Yeah, but um, he absolutely buried that penalty, didn't
1: he? Let's let's talk about some individuals uh, for a bit. Where where do you want to start, Tim? Uh, no, <laughs> I Don't want to discuss any of
0: them uh, getting <laughs> battered by Man City any longer.
1: I'll I'll make a suggestion then. What what about Suleimana? What did you think about Suleimana? Um, uh, because I say he had he that had he had, had, the had best that, chance. he had that counter, didn't he, from the city corner and one on one with Edison and just like that that heavy touch, um. But, I mean, Ake was taking him all the way. And it, it did look like, Tim, at one point that Suleimana was searching for a pass.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And he didn't see anybody making the run. And you would think maybe Walcott or Alcaraz could have made that run. And if JWP tried to make it, well, uh, he wouldn't have ca- caught up with them anyways. Um, but point being is I think Suleimana has all the talent and speed. But then he's been uh, working with us in training that he has perfected his finishing in the Southampton way, which is absolute shit. So <laughs> it was a uh, great. I mean, he did everything right except for except for finish.
1: Uh, Kev Theo Walcott, quiet afternoon for him. As I said before we started recording, he was he was pretty isolated. No surprises really that you know the start out the starters that he he had the ball the least.
2: Yeah, yeah, it
0: just shows. I mean, he's just kind of showing his age, really, isn't he? I mean, he has these um, moments of brilliance. against Spurs he managed to shine but yeah, against City I mean, he was just hoping that uh, they'd repeat performance like against Spurs but uh, yeah, that didn't really happen, he didn't really see much of the ball at all, you know, he's quite slow Um, I mean, Suleiman has definitely got an advantage there you'd really want someone uh, I I wouldn't have minded uh, having Ono Atri there just to go hang and if he gets a touch, he gets a touch Sinemana can make those sort of runs and then if he's got a man on there uh, on on side that he can pass to and make make a shot on goal it's great but he just managed to Junapo it to the line didn't he and just outrun himself and under that pressure from Ake um, because that's really the only other chance that we had in the game apart from uh, the one that Genefort created that have um, mm.
1: put away. I just want to chat about Elianusi as well. How did you feel he did? Because I forgot he was playing at one point, but then when I looked back at it, I thought it—you know—it wasn't—it wasn't his worst performance because I, I think you look at the team on a the whole. They didn't have the ball a lot. They struggled for possession, and and that's not going to suit him. Uh, but he led the team with with three tackles, um, and he did have that cross, um, which I don't know if you mentioned it, but yeah, he put a cross into um, Alcaraz and just a little bit too high but yeah like i said like most we, we you know we struggled with possession so i don't think this was his worst performance
0: neither his best nor his worst um yeah like i say like against city getting beat for one uh, it's hardly a chance to shine is it
1: no no exactly uh kevin do you have any stats yeah i'll
0: start with the usual um <laughs> possession immediately 27 73 um yeah we managed to get four shots off of which only one was on target. Uh, City had 13, and eight of those were on target. And I'll give you the XG. Do you want to guess if you don't
1: know? Uh, what am I guessing? Saints or cities? Both. Okay, I'm so going to say Saints, oh, Saints is, uh, I'm going to go 0.5.
0: Tim? Mm,
1: 0.6, 0.3. Ouch. Yep. Yeah. And uh, City? Uh, 2.8, 2.9. Tim? I'm going to go with like 1.8.
0: Uh, raised pretty close, yeah, two point six. Two point
1: six, yeah. Actually, considering that's, that they
0: had eight yeah. shots on target, that's that's quite good.
1: And four goals.
0: Hmm. Yeah, one of them was a penalty as well.
1: True. true yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That's what we expected, yeah. I suppose.
0: And sorry, just um, again to highlight how we lost this map sent oh, you yeah. over the heat maps. Just com- compare the two. Oh my god. Just look at those. Yeah. So um, we're looking at the heat maps. Um, maybe if we've got the socials we can put it on our Discord or Telegram or something. but if you just look um, at where City had been playing that's uh, outrageous. where would you say it was, co- it was concentrated on? I would say absolutely fucking everywhere would <laughs> yeah. be the short answer, wouldn't it?
1: That little stretch and, on the left of the goal there just that little pocket, That that's, that's just Grealish, that is just Grealish, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean it just shows how deadly that um, front force that you're Grealish De Bruyne, Guns the maras and then Haaland up top um, as the, yeah, the half man up top. And our heat map is just basically the hottest spot is between the penalty spot and the goal line. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely outrageous.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that doesn't bring for good viewing. Yeah, what, Sayers after the match, he said, I'm very satisfied with the performance. What a wanker. <laughs> Especially in the first 60 minutes. Uh, the, yeah, OK. I, I think the first half, we showed what we wanted to do. We were a team that was, was brave in possession, wanted to play football, but also tried to keep the opponent really low in the build-up. And I think we did it. We came back in the second half trying to put in the same effort and the same performance. And unfortunately, we conceded the, the second goal. Uh, and everything went a little bit. Yeah, I don't really know what they say to them at halftime when you when you, you put in a performance like that in the first half and you feel like you've done enough to, to come out of that first half, nil-nil, and then you go down losing 1-0, and you know that you've got the worst of the match to come. City weren't panicking, and like Tim said, that they were just trying to figure us out a little bit. Uh, And then they go in and do that to you. What do you say as a manager, I suppose? And you you have to you have to be positive still. Yeah. And Kevin De Bruyne as well. Did you hear what he said on Sky Sports afterwards? I did not. No. Okay. well, he he said (laughs) he feels the one thing missing. Apparently he was talking to James Will Prowse at the end of the game. I think Southampton always play good but they are just missing at times a striker or
2: something. We're just, uh, I mean, we're just trash. I mean, you could say, oh, it's just one person or one player. That's the the biggest way of saying, yeah, I mean, if you could just get, maybe get a striker in there and maybe get like another, you know, midfielder and maybe a better defender and maybe better keeper. And then, oh yeah, let's get (laughs) maybe a better manager too as well. That might be, that might work out. So, I mean, at this point in time, uh, thanks to say is for being positive and being that, you know, the, bringing together the bringing the, together the group. Um, but I think we just need to sign Zava or, you know, <laughs> take a take a few uh, Ted Lasso tips because you can just laugh off the laugh off the, pr- the approach. And just, you know, put it on to the next game. Uh, it's just unfortunate, though.
1: Man of the match. Who wants to be brave enough to go first?
2: I'll do it. Mate. Um, Tim's in there first. Uh, Gineppo had a, a moment of pure brilliance. So he came on and hasn't played in a very long time. I feel that he's perpetually always had the right attitude, and he's never been a problem in the team. And while he's been benched and very seldomly played, he came on, he's done his job and, and did something very successful. So uh, I'm going to give him the man of the match.
0: Wow. Uh, mine was a simple one. Uh, we were shite. First half, we were right. Actually, you know what? There were a couple of the Osuna Minor wasn't bad, was he? He had to, um, a couple of chunks to show um, his little Forrest Gump role there. <laughs> uh, but I'm just going to go with the usual. If in doubt, give it to privacy. And if we look at that heat map, Over the penalty spot. Uh, if you look at Prowse's heat map, it was centre circle, and then uh, you, you, it's like you take a pair of compasses and draw a circle around uh, the centre circle about halfway. Uh, that's where he was. Just absolute engine of a man, and uh, it's a shame that uh, he'll be playing for Liverpool next season.
1: Shut up. He's not going to. Leave, <laughs> uh, um, watch
0: the watch this space.
1: Um, I'm going to give it to Alcaraz because just sheer effort alone. I mean, I, I don't think you can give it to Gineppo or Mara because of the time they had. But I mean, I will say, Tim, Gineppo has put himself in contention for Palace next week. That's all I'm going to say. But I just think Alcaraz makes he tries to make the runs. He always looks he always looks forward to try and get into the space. He always gives 100 percent. We struggled with possession and no one so much of the ball. But I just think, yeah, he runs. He, he chases those those lost causes all the time um he's, he's kind of like uh Danny no Shane Long used to do that a lot just run after everything um and never really get anywhere but yeah that that that's why um I'm gonna give it to Alcaraz yes okay so uh Crystal Palace next week then um that big one that Kev has said if we don't win we're relegated uh Saturday the 15th free well, hey big one yay that's St Mary's um yeah turbulent time at Palace at the moment and you know Patrick Vieira out Roy Hodgson back in um A win in his first game against Leicester, uh, but terrible form leading up to that, which is the reason why Vieira was packing his bags. Um, Playing at Ellen Road today, I think they're playing right now, yes. I guess I'll keep an eye on that one. Um, Yeah, they are 1-0 down. Uh, Patrick Patrick Bamford. Sorry, any spoilers? They...
2: Yeah, absolutely. So they've got Zaha out. Um, He's got a groin injury currently. So that may be affecting the long term or at least within the next month. Uh, Giada is uh, their starting keeper and he's been out for a little bit, too. So those are your two main injuries to help and maybe uh, look at and potentially say, hey, we might be able to knock something off of them. Uh, beyond yeah. that, uh, the rest of the team is pretty much good to go. And you just got to hope for the best.
1: That yeah, that, that Zaha thing is, is is massive. One less thing to worry about, I guess. But, you know, I do enjoy the tussles between him and Ward-Prowse. So that, that, we're going to miss out on that. But, but you know, the last five games, and what I've seen from here, Kev, is that they're, they're, they're struggling, really. Which is probably the reason why uh, Patrick Vieira isn't there anymore. Because, you mean, know, they lost 1-0 to, to Villa. They lost 1-0 to City. Lost 1-0 to Brighton. Uh, then they only got spanked 4-1 uh, by Arsenal, but they did win against Leicester, as I say, 2-1. So what I can see from that is they don't score a lot of goals like us, but, you know, they've, they've three in their last five. Uh, but also they don't concede an awful lot either, aside from that Arsenal one where they, they shipped four. But also, I'm seeing that they don't travel too well. They've only won two. Uh, they've lost eight and drawn four on the road. So, But, I mean, of course, we only have two wins at home, so something's got to give, right? And um, As I say, they don't score a lot of goals. Uh, Zaha's their leading scorer was six, which isn't great. Um, I think Haaland's done that in one game, I think. Uh, and uh, they've got Elise, who's leading the assists with five. Uh, yeah, and as Tim alluded to, we've got Che Adams. Where do we sit with Che? Is he going to be fit for this one, Tim, do you think? Or are we just going to go with what we had against City?
2: I sure as hope that he's uh, he's fit. And if he does, he starts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, are you worried about Crystal Palace? Are you worried about their team? Or are you just worried about the situation that we find ourselves in and and knowing that we need to win this game?
0: Both. One plays into the other. I mean, we haven't really performed well against Palace uh, in the last couple of seasons. However, obviously, we won't be treated to that because of the injury that you mentioned just now. Um, So, I don't know. Are they a better or worse team? I've got a couple of players that um, I remember being good as a... Um can be a bit tasty on on a good night. Yeah, we need to take all three points from this one, otherwise we're fucked. That's the the long and short of (laughs) it.
1: I'd love you to be the spokesperson for the club, I really would. (laughs) We need to take three points, otherwise we'd be fucked. I
0: just say it like it is, mate, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um with that in mind It's the Nathan
0: Jones School of PR. (laughs) It's the Nathan Jones School of PR.
1: Yours is better. Yours is more entertaining, and that's saying something. Um Yeah. On to predictions. The best in Europe, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, from what I've seen, and from what I've seen from from both sides, you know they struggle to score. We certainly struggle to score. We don't win at home. They don't win away. This has got nil nil written all over it. So I'm going to take a nil nil. Uh,
0: I wouldn't take a nil nil. We a draw is just that's it. We're we're done if we get a draw, and I think that's not going to happen. But I'm going to go for a one all draw.
1: Yeah, obviously I won't take it. As in, yeah, that'd be all right. I mean, I'm, I'm taking. You'd you take
0: it on the chin like the Vukaki... Uh,
1: so. <laughs> Can we stop talking about Bukaki, please?
0: <laughs> just stop taking it on the chin, then. Man. <laughs> Tim, uh,
1: your your prediction, please.
0: Take it in the ass like the rest of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tim, your prediction, please.
2: Um, With what he said, but then the score related to it, 2-0 loss. Oh, Tim. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, taking
2: no. double-teamed in the bum. Yeah. Oh, nice Jesus one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just...
1: Spokesperson for the This club. is not no the day.
2: conversation at 8.30 in the morning that I'd like to have. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put you off your breakfast, Tim.
1: <laughs> right, um, Discord predictions then. Uh, from Man City, most of us obviously going for a City win. No one going for a 4-1. Name and shame Dan Fox, actually, because he went for a Saints win um, and in doing so has surrendered his lead at the top. Uh, Frederick Rosaro yeah. now leads. I think he's on 50 now, so yeah, uh, unlucky. Uh, Super 6, round 45, Dan Buck, Stuart White, Stephen Allen, Jason Lewis on 9 points. Round 46, Tom Hennigan with 11. Round 47 was the Kevin Show. We had Kevin Jewell and Kevin Byrne on 19. And round 48 is ongoing. At the moment, the overall lead is Jason Braganza on 405. Kevin, tell me about fantasy football. Yeah,
0: the Kevin Show, I like that. Um, We we had that yesterday with um, Man City and uh well i don't know how how you guys have been doing but i'm i'm fairly pleased with my team so far this week. Uh, liverpool and arsenal are yet to play obviously so a few points out there but i'm um, captain harland that went well for me and i got this nine yeah. points so far you
1: got a captain harland i did that last week actually kev i was yeah. doing i thought i was doing awful but i ended up getting 113 in the end so wow last week was pretty wow. good yeah I, I i wasn't expecting that uh this week however uh 66 and i've only got uh, martinelli to play against liverpool so uh, not okay. great. I suppose Fair it's okay. Well, the average is 40, so...
2: Yeah, I've got 49 right now.
0: Mm, okay, so I'm slowly closing that gap uh, to you in third place in our Pothers League. I, I would like to be on the podium. That, that's my target for the season. I'm not going to reach either of the two lads from the Saints score podcast, uh, Oliver Boast or Harry Pizzard. I think it's between them two for the lead, and uh, Boist, he seems to, seems to have that one sorted. Um, in our big league, um, I am let me tell you 44, which is again quite impressive seeing that my performances haven't been particularly outstanding. Uh, Tim's in 32nd place, can't be asked to see where
1: you are. Um, off. Top I'm, three. I am <laughs> I am 70th and I've I moved up, so seven-tier. fuck you okay. okay.
0: And uh, yeah, Lucy Hynett still in third. They've got she's um yeah cutting the rest of drift. Um, she is thirteen points behind Jamie Thorpe in second. Top still marlon with his with his team, which is now called Ain't Here underscore Ain't Here. I did see that. If anyone can explain. If anyone can explain, explain what the fuck that's supposed to mean, uh, uh, yeah, we, we have to, postcard, please.
1: We have to get uh, Martin Allen Allen to discuss that. I think. I think he's saying ain't here. Yeah,
0: well, if we can connect, if we can connect and reach out to the winner, uh, whoever it's going to be, it's probably going to be Marlon. Um we'll, we'll send you over a nice little prize. So yeah, get in touch if you can.
1: You don't want it yet. You have not want it yet. No, no,
0: no. But um, mm. if if you're one of those uh, three. At the top, um, get in touch on our Discord and uh, we'll sort out uh, getting the prize to one of you. Yeah. Maybe all three of you.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, where am I? Um, you up for this, guys? Do it. Do it. Okay. Okay, clue one for five points. This stadium is located 4,369 miles from St. Mary's.
0: <laughs> it, really? Yep. Um, is it Luzhniki Stadium?
1: It's not. I wouldn't be that stupid, Uh,
2: would I? Madison Square Garden.
1: Oh no. (laughs) Good choice, though, Tim. Um, Okay, so clue two for four points: 1,006 miles south of the United Center in Chicago.
0: Oh God, I see why you're doing this now. (laughs) Um,
1: I'm evening it up. It's a football stadium. Is it a football stadium? I'm not. I'm not going to say. It could be a stadium it could, or it could be an arena. Let's just say that. Okay. It's a sports um,
2: place, is it? Yeah, it
1: is a sports. It's a multi-purpose like, place. A, a, multi-purpose.
2: Oh, uh, then let's go with the let's go with the Superdome in New Orleans. No,
1: 1,006 um, miles south of the United Center of Chicago.
2: Where do the Predators play?
1: Uh, they play in Nashville.
2: In the
0: Bridgestone. What's arena. What's the name of the stadium? Yeah, it's the Bridgestone. Bridgestone, yeah, arena. Bridgestone, arena.
1: Bridgestone Arena. No, it's not. Uh, clue free for three points. The, it's a multi-purpose venue located in the state of Florida. Uh,
0: um, are you in Orlando?
1: Are, I need the name of the, the venue, really.
0: Oh, Christ. I'm, I don't know. I can, I can name <laughs> some of the teams.
1: I'm not in Orlando. Um, I'm not in Orlando.
0: Orlando.
1: No, I'm not in Orlando. Pirates. It's Orlando Magic, I think.
0: But yeah. Magic. Well, 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 hang on. The Pirates, Orlando Pirates, I think. Right? It's Orlando
2: Pirates no? is a team that's in South Africa. Fuck. But yes, it, is of a th- it. it is a thing. Yeah. All right. So you're, not you're in Orlando, either, Texas. yes. So you're either in, if so you're not in Orlando, you're either in Jacksonville, Tampa, or uh, Miami. But a thousand miles, give or take, it's like maybe seven or eight hundred to Atlanta. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the, where the Jacksonville Jaguars play, and I think it's TIAA Field.
1: No. <laughs> Clue number four. Come on, Tim, you gotta get in oh, there. Oh wait, wait, here. hang
2: on. Do I get a guess?
1: You've already guessed. You guessed your third. Oh, all
2: right.
1: You right. gotta get in there quick, here. Uh, two points located in the city of Tampa.
2: Raymond James Field in
1: No, uh, it's Taylor, not Raymond James. Buckner. It's not the Bucs.
2: Is it where the Tampa Bay Lightning play?
1: <laughs> yes, it is. I don't know,
2: know the name of the stadium? Oh, uh, it used to be maybe Amelie Arena. It is the
1: Amelie Arena. It is the Amelie Arena. It was, um, but like, like, the, like that Pete French times, bird from the film. Yeah, exactly like that French bird from the film. Yeah, oh God. Yeah, I'm
2: gonna, give, <laughs> I'm gonna
1: give. I'm gonna give the points to Tim there. What? Why? I, I'm the one who
2: said <laughs> you don't get the, the points. Team. So. <laughs> Right, that's fine.
1: I'm just waiting for. I was just trying to wind up. I'm
0: beating him at his own game. We should do this though that um, if it's a European one, that um, uh, Tim goes first, and if it's an American one, that I go first.
1: All right. Okay. Maybe I will alternate then. So next week we'll. Do Advantage
0: a, and disadvantage.
1: Next week we'll do a um, a football, English football, team. Uh huh. Okay. Well the done, Don well the done Kevin. Um, OK, so, yeah, next week we'll be going over all things Crystal Palace uh, and we'll be preparing for that trip oh, to the Emirates. To the Championship. <laughs> and to the Championship, yes. Um, so, until then, up the Saints.
2: Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Oh, my Southampton. Mm-hmm. Podcast Network.